All right. Um, hello, friends. Yeah. We are here. Oh. I guess we have been waiting for quite a long time to actually have our pilot. We had a pseudo pilot, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. we're just trying to to make it work. But uh, I mean, finally, it's done. Finally, yeah, yeah, yeah finally, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's funny how you know setting up like a whole podcast it takes like a whole long time to yeah. actually to actually happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you have like you have like this whole you know process that you go through yeah. getting you know equipment and the whole process, but at some point. You know, you have it, you have it ready, and mm. and now we are now we're here. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I'm super excited that we can we can get to do this. Yeah, um, I think it was quite a journey. Um, probably it was the whole of last year. Uh, through the pandemic, we have been talking about hey man, we need to start a podcast, and um, in the process, Jorogen is winning big. <laughs> yeah, and then he's really setting up the standard very high. It's like, okay, if you want to join into this, into the into the world. <laughs> I actually think with, I just think with Joe Rogan, is uh, I think what he's managed to achieve in the podcasting world is mm. is incredible. Mm. Like that is completely unheard of. Like you get yeah. one guy who's who's starting, you know this this whole show and and podcasting itself is is very new mm-hmm. at the moment so but he has managed to take it to a completely new level uh just getting all the conversations actually going just get people to talk about issues uh and it's also such a fun environment but also on the other side you have you know very highly intellectual people or um, experts in their field there might be sport or wrestling or art and he gets all filming and and mainly comedy because he's also a comedian mm-hmm. and he gets all these people together mm. and for me there's you know this platform for conversation it's just very interesting to think you know you can bring all these people together and you can broadcast to literally millions and millions of people um, and now it's moved on to, to Spotify. Uh, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Spotify, but I downloaded <laughs> Spotify because of Joe Rogan, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is really, that's the reason why I actually yeah. downloaded Spotify, but I wasn't like a big fan. I mean, I had my music, um, audios, Apple Music, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that was it. But, yeah. uh, but it shows you what's, what's possible in this world of podcasting. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that I'm I'm, I'm currently working on. Okay, okay. my technology side, <laughs> which is which is which is which is also very interesting. Yeah. But it it it's, it's really about audio and voice. Okay, um, being sort of this whole natural way of communicating mm-hmm. between people. Okay, um, yeah. So how have you been? You have uh, been you, good. You are <laughs> getting, like, <laughs> getting married. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I, I just want to. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you've said you've put throwing in some gems there, like uh, this audio voice thing. I think let's just fuck it and then we just come in nicely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think just maybe to. On John Rogan, uh, what I like the most is how free he is. Yeah. He's very free. He 
everything that he does in terms of smoking a cigar in the in his podcast yeah. um most professional podcasters won't allow you to do that unless if maybe it's a market but with them they just became free they used their cell phones and fortunately for them they have a google guy yeah and uh, yeah, yeah. i mean to bring it back home because yes of course we have to tell everyone that where we are from we're in south africa <laughs> yeah yeah all yeah. the way in cape town the motherland yeah um and bring it at home the one the number one podcast there is mac g uh yeah no no man he's, he's actually good uh, i started looking at into him just you know when you're talking about the podcast i started looking into him and i think he's i think he's great um he's doing something uh completely different mm-hmm. yeah more on the on the side of you know the celebrities and mm-hmm. entertainment yeah. um and i had yes you'd been in radio for for quite a long time mm-hmm. so it sort of helps uh, him getting used to the mic mm-hmm. and getting used to i mean podcasting is actually radio mm-hmm. um on steroids or or radio any a radio platform that almost anyone can on so Unleashed. you can yeah exactly yeah. so so you have your your own radio uh you know radio platform uh as a podcast that's exactly what it is um without the news but you know with sort of this whole communication that's going on but he is very good from an entertainment standpoint i think uh, the big thing that's missing at the moment uh i think in the south african uh, podcasting world is more um i just say you know sort of the intellectual intellectual conversation i think there are a lot of really very uh, smart people at different universities and in engineering and um you know building great companies and most of the time they don't get the opportunity to to speak their mind not just about their business but sort of their philosophy and you know how they live their life in a way so that aspect is i think i think is missing and in america it was also missing a little bit i mean you would have like people like um 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 uh, lex so lex is coming up now yeah. and lex has sort of really completely changed the game mm-hmm. and then i don't know if you know this guy mark uberman no no i don't know uh so uberman he started um the uberman uberman lab okay is a um is a biologist so he started his is 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 on lab now as a podcast so it's a one man podcast where he, he explains how the brain works how the eye i think he's a specialist on on the eye eyesight um so he basically goes on and on and on uh, as a single man podcast on there and it's really getting uh, all these lectures that would happen let's say at MIT or Stanford um that the world will never have access to but now this is bro- bro- is now being broadcasted for for free on YouTube so you can have a full on um you know phd type lecture uh on youtube you can be with him in in his lab it's and this guy is yeah. like a, a legend at MIT as well so uh, we're basically seeing podcasting being a platform where you can you can share all these views about about philosophy about the world about science uh in the public domain and almost anyone can do it and people love to listen to it going to work and driving back and forth from work 
and um and audio is definitely becoming a big thing so we're going to talk about uh i don't know if you know clubhouse clubhouse no if you heard about it you, you've <laughs> no, been watching I mean, a lot of youtube <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you just give me the plug <laughs> the plug yeah. so i just know about it yeah so clubhouse uh is is this audio best platform mm. okay which it's a very very interesting audio best platform where uh it's like a conference so you basically so you have um uh people just having live audio only audio only conversations okay so you you log in once when you log in you can have a conversation with uh I mean, you start a room, what they call rooms. In rooms, is basically a conversation around a specific topic. So you can say, I want to talk about, you know, Rolex watches. And then uh, you start a room for Rolex watches. And you can invite your friends into into that room. And I think, does it work like Discord? It, it works like Discord. But it's, it's, more, uh, it's more intuitive in terms of the platform is more user-friendly. Oh, okay. Because I think with Discord, it was more like, it was purely you know you own a server and all that which was okay. which was more which is more just for nerds but mm-hmm. i think clubhouse is sort of is open up a whole oh, platform where okay. uh you can jump on and when you can jump on you have one you have a couple of people that are uh controlling the crowd you have speakers then you have people in the vip people in the vip are people that were invited by by the speakers and then you you have uh the rest of the public and you can be nominated to to come to uh, to it's literally like a, on a conference. I, I think um, I would liken it to Zoom. I would liken it to Zoom. How you can have one person who's speaking, and then they have other people. Then you can just invite whoever. Since you're the admin, you can always add whoever that you want to add, and yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah. So the the big difference with 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 uh, with Zoom and that is you you have. Um, so think of it if you're on a, at a conference. Mm. At a conference, you you're having uh, speakers who are sitting on 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 the chairs, at, you know, at, in the front, uh, facing everyone. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that are in the VIP section, and then you have the you have the whole crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so the speakers can nominate uh, people that are in the VIP or in the crowd to come to to come to speak. And you can get in there, hundreds of thousands of people, people talking about different topics, and you can get there and just listen. And Elon was on Clubhouse. He had a Clubhouse session um, when uh, this Reddit, uh, there was a Reddit saga when uh, one of the companies was shorting stocks and all that. Um, And um, Elon was interviewing, you know, the owner of that company. And it's such a very, very interesting platform. Mm-hmm. The idea that it's completely audio-based, so there's no video. It's only your face on there and your name. And that's it. And your followers and people, fo- people that you follow, people following you. It's completely audio. And the, so my thinking is audio is, 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 might be a big, um, you know, the next big social interactions in terms of social platforms um and there's something that i'm currently working on as well that is that is completely audio best yeah and the one i'm looking at it now that's the future 
because it's more natural just to speak. Yeah. Texting was a way that, you know, we, we, we sort of invented to find ways to find ways to communicate, but we are humans, we're, we're people, we, we engage more comfortably just on on audio just to speak. And a lot of people like send I I don't read voice notes, but a lot of people want to send me voice notes. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to voice notes, but a lot of people want to send me voice notes. But you can actually realize there's like this whole voice note thing happening. Mm-hmm. Where people just really just enjoy sending voice notes mm-hmm. to everyone. Uh, I, th- I think that's that's quite uh, nice yeah. to hear, uh, Clubhouse. I would really look into that. And I think the next thing that I would want us to um, maybe talk about is... Uh, uh, this is the podcast, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, we are trying to fill in that gap of... Um, that intellectual gap in, in, in South Africa, mostly. And... Uh, um, people need to get to know how South Africa is. People will get to know how Africa is. And people will get to know how we see the world yeah. through the eyes of Africa. So we have quite an uh, amazing portfolio. I'm sitting next to one of my great, uh, I, would write, I would like to say mentors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> yeah, sure, he's, sure. Uh, he's, uh, he's an amazing man. And uh, I just want us to, uh, you to tell us who is John Mazanga. And um, I, I know I bumped into him when he was doing electrical engineering um, in a university, but I think maybe it, let me not do disservice to your yeah. portfolio, but you can just tell me. I mean, I think it's, it's, a, it's a very big question because I'm, I'm, I'm also always, I'm always asking myself, you know, where exactly, where exactly am I? And that's uh, sort of a deeply, I think, philosophical question. In terms of, um, n- you know, not just the name. You can, you can sort of have the name, but uh, you know, I always think, you know, a name is sort of a label that is there that doesn't, you know, you know, it doesn't really mean much, in a way. And when I say it doesn't mean much, is is uh, you know, it's a label that's given to you not based on any sort of in, any achievements uh, in your lifetime, mm-hmm. but your achievements uh, make give value to the name okay. in a way. Okay. So when you think about, you know, Elon Musk, uh, you think about something that he has achieved, but when he was given the name Elon Musk, it was just Elon Musk. You know, it, it, didn't, it didn't mean much, but mm-hmm. now when you think about Elon Musk because of his achievements, his achievements give, you know, value to, value name. to the name. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I'm always thinking, where exactly am I? Um, I've, I've, I've become so many people, um, you know, in my sort of intellectual and um, um, understanding of how the world works. Okay. So f- fundamentally, I'm very, I'm very curious about how, 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 how this machine works. Um, I'm very curious about how the world works. Um, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm always thinking about, you know, how can I ask better questions about the world? Okay. How, how do I ask better questions? How do you, um, uh, and I think that's the meaning of life, really, uh, sort of this capacity to be able to ask better questions. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about the world. Uh, I'm very inquisitive. Uh, you know, I, I just happen to be yeah, an engineer, which is a field uh, where, which is more scientific and where things have to test it, where things are tested and where things have to work. Um, but I'm very fascinated with engineering and science, fascinated with philosophy in general, just understanding, asking all the, all the big questions. And a lot of people answer these questions differently. Um, but I think it's living by the principle of how do you keep, you know, your heart and your mind open to the big questions about the world. Um, how do you come into the world without any, you know, preconceived notion of what being human means? Um, how do you, you know, add value to other people, which is which is fundamental love? So it's open-mindedness and relationships. Just making sure that you know you you have meaningful relationships, but you also you are. You're pushing the boundaries in terms of the questions that you're asking mm -hmm. all the time. So I've, I've, when we met, I've, um, you know, I've grown in my in my understanding of the world. I think, and I'm always pushing those boundaries to understand the world better, and fundamentally just sort of living in 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 respect and uh, adding value to to other people around me. That's, uh, <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> it's quite interesting because um, for those who don't know, uh, I met John Masanga in uh, the, the, every time I speak this way, that this name, uh, like you said, with Elon Musk, and uh, it's it's the I I put that much respect on your name because uh, yeah. Uh, I would say, watch out, people. <laughs> John Masanga is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah. watch out. But uh, uh, I've, I've, I met with you at uh, at university in a yeah. university called uh, CPUT, yeah, and that's uh, Cape Peninsula University of uh, Technology. Yeah, and um, I guess probably first we were engineers yeah. together. I am, I am an electrical engineer, mm -hmm. and you're also an electrical engineer, and. Um, there, there was a phase in our life where um, he was the one who was preaching the gospel to me. Yeah, yeah. And then um, it transitioned to uh, John, who was uh, really deep into um, what's what's this uh, tech, or maybe he, I, I knew him as someone who was like um, a mentor in my in my consulting yes that's the word yeah, i was looking yeah, for yeah, yeah, in yeah. consulting yeah. and now john masanga has his own company mm. and um i mean to f for me i want you to just explain that huge evolution um i, I mean in, from other people they might not really understand the intensity of all these things because i, I would say oh, what i've just yeah. observed is in everything that you do you always put 100% and yeah. with the evolution of who you are now, or like you explained, I think you did explain how you are, but I just want you to understand, I just want to understand like the evolution, what what's really happening in terms of evolution, whether it be yeah. curiosity, like how does it... No, yeah, yeah I, can, I can explain that. I think it's... So when I left university, it was very, it was, it was very, you know, like, you know, like everyone, you you know, you leave university and 
I'm, I'm, I'm a foreigner in South Africa um, from Zimbabwe and you come to this country and you come to study and then you know you get the incredible things happen you meet amazing people um, you know the next phase of your life is getting into the corporate the corporate world um, so I moved on university then I moved on to corporate um, working for a very small company, it wasn't a big corporate, working for a small engineering company. Um, and I did a lot of very, uh, you know, fascinating and interesting, interesting work here in Cape Town. Okay. Uh, for example, I was very fortunate that the first um, project that I was involved in was uh, the Zeit Marker at the silo, at the waterfront. Okay. The Zeit Marker Museum is like a, the first African contemporary uh, art gallery, art, right. art museum mm -hmm. um, in, in, in Africa. Okay. Uh, and I was, I was, I was involved in, in that project as, as my first uh, engineering, engineering project as a professional. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was like very interesting because one day, one morning, woke up, switched on the TV, you know, just catching up on news. Uh, and that marker was on CNN, and they're talking about it on CNN. Wow! And and I was thinking, and they actually showed a picture of all the professional engineers where they and I was part of that on CNN. John Masak. You know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is this is incredible. And yeah. I was very fortunate to be part of that incredible project. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I moved on to uh, a different company, mm -hmm. uh, still a very small company. Uh, then I was involved in another art gallery, which is really a huge art gallery, Novo Foundation Art Gallery, which is really one of the best uh, art gallery, I think, at the moment in, in South Africa, which is quite interesting. So then I went, moved on from there, and when, what I was thinking when I was part of this uh, project towards the end of it was I sort of knew electrical and electronic design for buildings uh, in and out. Okay. I understood this back to front. I understood from, you know, your, your actual high voltage, medium voltage to, to basic electronics, fire detection, you know, building management system, um, all of this in and out. I understood all of this. And my thinking was, this is not very interesting anymore to me. Okay. You know, it's paying, definitely paying the bills, but it's not challenging me intellectually enough okay. uh, for me to, to stay here. So at that time, I, had, I was thinking, okay, what, what exactly should I do? Should I, I've, I've, I only have a few options. I can either start my own company um, in engineering, or there's one thing that hadn't happened to me. I hadn't been in like a big co engineering corporate company something like Google or Facebook or these big companies. But the rules there are very, are very different. Okay. So I was thinking, you know, what, what exactly should I do? Should I, you know, should I be part of these huge companies or should I start my own startup? So that time, in that process, I was like, okay, let me, let me try start my own company while I'm, I'm still working for, I'm still working for, uh, for the other company. So I started my startup company at that time and uh, we built uh, a platform uh, called uh, 
uh, Sasha. So yeah. Sasha was um, uh, was 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 Tinder on steroids. So it was like <laughs> Tinder for was Tinder for everything. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. So I remember was, those days. Yeah, so it was it, it was it was this idea. It's actually there on 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 Google, Google on Google Play Store right now. Okay. Yeah. So um, it was it was uh, Tinder on steroids. So you can connect with with people with anyone, uh, but based on location. So if you in real time, so if you want to go out right now, you know you want to you want to go play tennis, or you want to go to the beach, and you want you know people within your area to go with. So you feel like doing something, and you want company, and you want company of people that are within within it. Let's say ten or five to ten kilometer radius. So you could just jump on that platform and and do that. Uh, which is quite interesting and interesting platform. Then we started building it. Then uh, another company, there's another company um, which wanted to invest in our technology, more our underlying technology. So they're like, look guys, you know, this is quite interesting, but we work with, with kids from zero to five years old. Um, can you tweak this technology in such a way that it can help kids from zero to five? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, look, I think we can, you know, we can do that. So let's let's make it happen. So um, we built this whole platform called Sharing Village as well. It's also on Google Play Store now. Sharing Village, which is like a very uh, sharing um, burst platform. So sharing resources. So you can share resources uh, with people that are within your area on the platform. So if you have an extra, uh, you know, pair of shoes or if you have some books that you have uh, or some you know crayons or so that you want to give to the kids you can just get on the platform and post them on the platform and someone can claim uh from the platform uh and then we will handle the we will handle the logistics of that Mm -hmm. so which is what we started uh working on and then we got that's the first time that i got like it wasn't a lot of money it's not a lot of money now but uh, at that time, I got, uh, we got 1.5 million rand investment from this company. And I remember that time when I got that money. Is, it, like, is it coming into your bank account or the business? The, the business bank account, but okay. I, I, had, I had the bank card. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I have yeah. a bank card. So I'm you there. see three, three values, yeah. Yeah, six values. Yeah, I'm seeing six values there. And you know what I thought was that okay, it's actually quite easy, right? To to have a, a lot of money in your bank account, that's not the problem. That's very easy. Okay, that can happen quite easily. And for me, it was like a break into, okay, this is quite easy. What is difficult? And what was difficult was, um, was building, you have a mission. How do you actually stick to your mission? So the first thing that we, we did wrong at that time was moving uh, you know, our, our game plan because there was money that was promised to us. I think today, if we had focused on Sasha, and not de- derail ourselves from Sasha to Asheville, mm. we could be way, way ahead mm-hmm. right now. And I think I think Sasha happened before Tinder, I guess. 
Yeah, no, no. Tinder was there, but Tinder was actually just starting. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was actually starting out, and um, a, at that time we could have been very successful if we mm. if we just like if we just stick to you, you know, uh, stayed on and and such itself was evolving into a completely different platform than we thought. Okay. Because initially we were basically saying um, it was more about you know you want to you can connect with people that you know love what you do. Then we realized that when we launched the platform, um, a lot of people were now using it for mainly for parties. So oh. people would uh, would start a party. Uh, I'm, I have a party at my place. I have a party here. I have a party here. Yeah. Um, then you invite a lot of you invite a lot of friends to the party. Mm-hmm. And then when they are at that party, they can uh, they can post uh, pictures. You know, they can uh, they can start sending texts and all that. And only people that are in in that in that local environment will be able to see what's happening uh, at that party. That party so uh, people within 10 kilometer radius would see what's happening at that party. Mm-hmm. So, um, and of Facebook now, they've added this sort of the location-based feature uh, as well. Uh, by that time, they, you know, there wasn't really that location-based feature mm-hmm. to basically understand what's going on uh, around you uh, in that aspect. But, you know, we're very young and uh, we could be derailed very easily moving from one project to another project another project and you don't actually focus on what you have to do which was which was a good learning curve so that was one aspect just being focused and then the the other part was also um uh, you know you know companies as strong as these people right Mm -hmm. Uh, so the company itself it is you know a group of people uh with a vision, yeah, uh, and they have skills to accomplish that vision, mm-hmm. and there is a market for that vision, right? There is a market for that vision. So, but it starts with people, and at that time, I had like you know partners and people that I was working with, very very interesting people, very brilliant people. But it's also like at that time, you don't know how to deal with people, you don't understand personalities. Uh, so some of the times you you know, you, you run into challenges where, you know, someone can come there and, you know, what, what exactly do they want by, be, by being part of this team? And you have to understand that. Because no one is just doing anything for, for free, for no reason. Mm-hmm. So um, some, there are some people who want, um, uh, you know, shares in the company there are some people who just want to get paid for the work they do because they, they have to pay the bills um, and th- different people have different levels of commitment mm-hmm. so uh, they always say you know if you're going for breakfast uh, a chicken can bring the eggs okay right yep. chicken bring the eggs mm-hmm. a pig what does a, pi- a pig bring uh, bacon. It brings bacon. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, the commitment that a pig has, <laughs> the commitment that a chicken has, <laughs> it's different. Too different. <laughs> right? So if you have bacon in the game, mm-hmm. it's very different to someone who has just eggs in the game and is a chicken. Yeah. So those levels of commitment are very different and those dynamics have to be understood. Mm-hmm. So someone wants, is bringing the bacon in. 
they are in 800%. Someone is bringing the eggs in. But it doesn't deplete anything from their, their life. They're doing this for fun or they're doing this for just to have a good time. So the, understanding people and those dynamics for me was a big um, learning curve. So um, we ended up really, you know, just uh, building that company and we ended up uh, selling that whole platform. Um, the actual, the underlying software, we ended up selling it. Uh, and then I was like, okay, cool. This is quite challenging. This is hard. Um, Oh, just to get the background of the story. Yeah. So are you the one who is the CEO of this Sville and uh, such at the time? Yeah, yeah. I'm basically, I'm basically the one coming up with, with all the ideas. Okay. Um, I'm basically coming up with, I mean, the whole vision. Yeah. All the ideas. I'm the one who is basically starting it and I have to like go out there and look for people who can, who can help me build it. So, so maybe let's, we might as well just delve into this one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to say that um, how, how is it like um, shifting your mind from being an employer to now being an, uh, not to being an employee to be now being an employer? And like I say in that, it was quite difficult, as you explained, about the, the bacon and the, like, uh, the bacon and the eggs. Yeah. How does how does that now um, like what kind of management managerial skills do you need or did you train for yourself to but just that, maybe at least run the the company that way? I mean, I think even before we get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, so I got there, started the company, and then we did all of that. Then from there, I moved on into big corporate. So these were, were these your friends, or was this the people that you knew? So, so all of this, so some of some of them were friends. Some of them were people that I did not know at all that I had to um, bring hire. in. Okay. It, it, it wasn't completely hiring. It was like because it is a startup, right? Okay, it's a startup, so you you don't have um, uh, you know you don't have an office, so you you know so we had to work from my 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 home where I stayed was actually the office. So okay. we, had to, we, we literally had to work, had to work from there. Mm-hmm. Um, just need a Wi-Fi and laptops and, you know, just make sure that you, you have all of, all of the things that you need. Mm-hmm. So which was, uh, you know, which was, uh, it, it, firstly, you need to be able to communicate your vision very clearly. And that's leadership, right? You need to be able to get there and communicate where this bus is going. Mm-hmm. But if you're building a startup, it's also very tricky. Okay. Because uh, you also don't know what, where this bus is really going, right? Almost everything is a moving target. Okay. So you can have this big vision. We want to, let's say Facebook, right? We want to connect the whole world. And I don't think Mark Zuckerberg knew exactly what, what this actually meant. Mm-hmm. And which is very different between how companies were built back in the day um, and how companies are built right now. Okay. Uh, there are companies that are being built right now that never existed before. This is a completely new idea. You're building TikTok. Mm-hmm. What exactly are you building? Right? So you have to get in there. Oh, I'm building a platform where people can post videos and these videos will be funny and all that. And when you think about that platform, 
and what it then later becomes, it takes a life of its own. And so as, as much as you have to communicate the vision, you have to be with people that are flexible to trust you when the vision is changing. Because you're going to pivot a lot of times. Mm. So one day you're like, we're building this feature that the next day you realize, oh, this feature doesn't work. So, oh, you know, we're not going to do this feature anymore. But you have to be able to communicate your vision very well. And then you have to be able to understand people. Why do these people want to be involved in this project? And at that time, especially with startups, it's not even a company, right? It's a project. You're working on a project. Mm -hmm. you, you just want to build something, right? It's a project. It's not a company. Yeah. It's not registered. Or it's not, I mean, I, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, I want to register my thing. Um, I mean, it's, it's very interesting, but uh, I don't think you have to register a thing until um, you have a working project. Mm -hmm. that is some sort of proof of concept mm -hmm. uh, that is uh, uh, um, uh, an interest in, you know, on the market, yeah. that people love it, and they have customers and people love it, then af only after that you can build a company because registering a company, building a company, it comes with other responsibilities. But if mm -hmm. it's a project, it's very different. So which is, uh, which is sort of the dynamics of people and understanding tech because it's a technology company. Mm -hmm. So you definitely need to understand what you are doing fundamentally from a technology standpoint. Okay. Um, you, you can't, uh, you know, you can, you can fake that, right? You can fake the technology side because if you're building a platform, it has to work. Mm -hmm. So the technology side has to work, the people side has to work, then the money side is a whole completely different world on its own. Yeah. But if you have something that works um, and you have customers, then, uh, then that would definitely work. Mm -hmm. So we chose that, but that was that phase, and then I moved on to corporate, big corporate. Mm -hmm. Big corporate, very different dynamics altogether. The rules are different. The okay. rules are already set. Uh, people have to follow specific things because you are literally organizing thousands and thousands of people mm -hmm. with the same principles and the same standards in that company. Yeah. And for me, that was fascinating how you can have a vision that um, thousands of employees, thousands of human beings can buy into. Yeah. And big corporate is a way to do that, and it's a way to manage that across. The whole thousands of people. There are thousands of people. Yeah. So I learned a lot in terms of structure in big corporate. Just the way the dynamics of making things work. Mm -hmm. Just putting the structure in place, you know, um, E, you know, email services, how do we make our, our, our ways of operating efficient, mm -hmm. uh, the, the digital platforms and all these things. So I learned a lot in, in corporate on, um, on those aspects. So this is a build up to the evolution of from the small company to the, the, the bigger company, which is not as big. Yeah. Uh, where you even start, you start your, your, yeah. So, your so, so, company. Yeah, so sort of a build up from mm -hmm. uh, uh, purely academics. Mm -hmm. to working for a small company but working mm -hmm. on big projects yeah and then uh running uh, a side a side a side a side gig mm -hmm. which was quite successful mm -hmm. uh and then from there moving from there into into big corporate yeah yeah and then from big corporate completely moving into who i am right now which is you know completely running a business
I think that excites me a lot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so which, which is like a whole, so yeah. it's, it's sort of a whole evolution. Yeah, that I think you were still explaining on the big corporates in terms of how they run things and uh, the email systems. Yeah, like what what then now would you say that you have learned a lot from the big corporates, which probably is making you a better employer now. Where you are now, like yeah. what are the, the things I, that they I, I don't know if it's making me a better, a better, a better person. Uh, I don't know if it's helping me at all in in day to day implementation of things. But what it does is, um, it, you know, it, it just helps you understand how other people operate. Even if you're not going to 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 follow their route, it just helps you engage them on a different level. Okay. So, for example, if you are dealing with if you're dealing with a company um, that is a big corporate and that is your customer, now you know how the decision making structure looks like in a big corporate. That in a big corporate, it's not one person making a decision; it's a lot of people making decisions. Mm-hmm. So, if you have to go to a big corporate and they're your customer, you have to lobby. Um, almost every it's, it's, it's literally like you are a politician um, uh, you know you are like you know the president or whatnot, and you have to pass a bill you're a politician or you're a senator and you have to pass a specific bill which means you have to lobby all these other politicians in there to be able to support you and vote for this bill. Are you now talking about a boardroom? Yeah, <laughs> well, you now have a boardroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so, so well, that when people get into the boardroom to make mm. a decision, yeah. if one person in that boardroom says, oh, I don't think we'll go with these guys, man, mm. then you know whatever you're selling to that corporate is, is gone. Okay. You, you know, it's, it's not going to pass. So there is sort of a decision-making structure that, that is in corporate that is very different from a decision-making structure in, in a startup mm-hmm. or in a small company where one person is making the call. Mm-hmm. And if that person believes in that, you know, in that product or in that service, then they just make a call. Yeah. So there is a lot of red tape, which is, uh, you know, there's a lot of structure uh, in corporate. That's why a lot of people don't like corporate because there's too much structure. It's, mm. it's too much rigid. Uh, so um, growth, um, there's minimal growth in corporate. There are resources that if you're driven, you can grow. So they have resources that if you're driven, you can grow. Uh, but in terms of implementation of what you know, you're not very flexible to implement any, any sort of new idea that mm. you know. And I'm not, um, I don't like being boxed in. I don't like, following specific structure and rules and all that to say this is how we do things. I need to make things work. I think you said fundamentally, I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The moment you bring, you bring boxes into <laughs> someone who's very curious and just want you know, to break all the boxes <laughs> and become <laughs> open-minded. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I definitely mm. want to, 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 break, to, to, to break the rules and break, you know, to basically break the rules and, and come up with, with, with new concepts and, and, and do know completely new things the yeah the advantages and disadvantages to that mm-hmm. all right because you if you if you want to break things break rules you're going to fail more, a lot and you have to be comfortable with failing with failing a lot but that's because you're a pioneer exactly yeah so you have to be comfortable with failing mm-hmm. so you have to start 
one company and doesn't work and if it doesn't work then you have to move on to the next thing without that diminishing um you know your passion without that you know uh, 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 you know really diminishing your creativity um you learn from there that you you basically pick all the lessons and it depends on what's important to people so for me uh, uh, you know intellectual capabilities is 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 very important um am i a better person after this for me that's key am i um a better contributor to you know a civilization at this point that's important so when i look at my path in terms of growth is really judged on that metric am i becoming a better person, a better person that yeah. can add a bit more value to the world than i could yesterday mm-hmm. and the best way to do that is to uh, you have a better you know information processing system which is a better a better a better brain that's the only way we know at this moment that you can give value to the world yeah that sounds funny <laughs> a better brain <laughs> you know yeah 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 i hear you you want a better brain mm-hmm. so which is uh, you know which is which is where you want which is where you want to be you want a better brain um you know you want to become better you want mm-hmm. to improve um that's the only way that you can add add more value so so that's when you look at this trajectory that's what i'm looking at mm. from this level to this level to that level to that level it's not levels in terms of let's say uh let's say increase in in wealth in a way okay. no it, uh it's levels in terms of you know my my uh it's more personal than it's personal yeah it's like personal goals that you have set yeah uh you have your own standard of what you call uh, successful success in a way yeah. yeah yeah so that's that that's what governs you to 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 go for certain things that you have and i think maybe just to touch on uh, yeah. on curiosity is yeah. it something that you've always been yeah. like being curious or is something which um Cause I, I have some few like uh, <laughs> theories, yeah. theories in terms of uh, I feel like we are all born with something, and uh, they, they we have a, quite a, a pool of gifts, uh, but it depends on what you really nature. Yeah. To, to so I so in terms of curiosity, was it always been you have always been curious at a very young age to this point, or is it something which the curiosity came after? after some time or do you do you, can you have like a path where you okay I can I can see that ever since I was young I've always been curious up until to the point that you are in now yeah i mean it's it's it, you know it's one part if you uh, this book called blank the blank slate okay right i think it's Steve, it's Stephen Pinker and um blank slate blank slate yeah okay it's it, 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 it's, it's this argument uh that are we uh a blank slate which means are we born without any anything and then uh best depending on the environment um that fuels us in or that allows us to move in specific directions mm-hmm. right so if, if you grow up in an environment that you know allows allows you to do specific things and all that you end up you know moving in, in you end up moving in the you end up, you end up moving in the direction direction yeah so um, it's it's really all these questions like you know our leaders our leaders born or they're mad um you know our engineers born or they're mad um you know our scientists born or they're mad so it's, it, 
It's a very deeply philosophical question. Okay. Uh, but, you know, but ultimately, um, you, you cannot deny, um, and you'll probably get in trouble with saying some of that, but, but, <laughs> but things you, you, you can actually not deny uh, that there is something uh, fundament- genetic. I wanted to say that you cannot deny biology. <laughs> right, you, 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 cannot, you cannot deny biology. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there is sort of some, some kind of uh, you, you know, genetic uh, influence mm-hmm. on uh, the direction that someone would take. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's really things about, let's say, your understanding of, let's say, mathematics, right? Or your, or your, your curiosity towards... Um, you know, academics or stuff like that. So, um, and I can I can only speak, this is very subjective. It's not it's not objective, right? I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. That when I was a kid, um, I loved I loved mathematics. Okay, I just loved it, and I was very good at it. I did not struggle with it. Okay, and I always get I always thought. Why do people struggle with numbers? <laughs> this is so easy. Okay. Because I remember when I was like, probably grade two or grade one or grade two, and I'm being I'm being invited to uh, a grade five class mm-hmm. to basically show them because the, the teacher was very frustrated. So the teacher came through, took me. It's like, you know, this, you know, John is in grade one and he can solve this. <laughs> you know, you know, if a grade one person can solve this, how how, how about you? Do that? <laughs> And, and they yeah. still gave me, you know, with, with this blackboard, uh, blackboard, a uh, blackboard, um, yeah. uh, you know, with a chalk. I you know, got there, started writing all of this and got it right. Mm-hmm. And the question was, you know, I mean, if John can do this, you so, know, how come you guys, you guys cannot do that? Yeah. So, but I didn't, I did not struggle, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't even an effort. Okay. It was, it was natural. It, I'm being careful in some in terms in saying it was natural, but it felt as if it was natural to me. Okay. So, you know, that's that part that there are uh, aspects um, that you are sort of naturally inclined towards mm-hmm. than others. That there are people, other people are like very, fi- you know, physically, you know, flexible. They, you know, they can dance quite easily. They're just flexible in that mm-hmm. way. And they end up being, you know, um, you know, you know, Michael Jackson. Uh, some people can just sing quite well, and they end up being, you know, uh, wherever that celebrity is, who can sing very well. So there the is basically that part, but there's also the part of how your environment. So I think it's like all things. Like you have fundamentally you have the biology. Yeah. Then at the next level is basically the is basically the environment. Yeah. So the environment that you grow, you would grow up. It also couches you to move in a in a certain in a certain directions. Mm. And I'm a firm believer that the environment ultimately is the greatest contributor to, um, you know, the destiny or the path that someone is going to take. Environment will be society. Exactly. Yeah. It's basically society. Mm. It has a big, it has a massive 
influence mm -hmm. on what a person would on what a person will become. Mm -hmm. um, this is not to say that you can uh, you can you can be whoever you want to be, mm -hmm. which is sort of a, a, a you know a you know motivational speaker uh, mantra. You can be whatever you want to be. Mm -hmm. That's that's not true. That's not true. You, you have to you have to understand you have to understand yourself mm. and what you are inclined, mm -hmm. um, what you, your your natural inclinations. You have to understand them. Mm -hmm. Once you understand them, then there is sort of you have to allow yourself to be in an environment if opportunity allows mm -hmm. to be in an environment that allows you to do that. So when I grew up, my dad was an academic, so he was like. Think uh, when he passed on, he was like doing his PhD in something, purely in, in academic. So he had like this big library, and I remember when I was a kid, I literally read the whole library. I would take all the books, novels, and whatnot. I would read literally everything in there. But I had, and I wasn't even worried about going out there to play with other kids. I didn't care, as long as I have books. I was happy. Mm -hmm. I was happy with books. So I'd get there and read every book that's in there. He was writing his papers, um, uh, his papers for his PhD, and I remember reading his papers for PhD okay. and thinking, this guy is wrong. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> okay. but, but for me, and this was, is when you were still here. Yeah, I was, I was in primary school, yeah. So you're quite school. brilliant from. Yeah, I was in primary school. Yeah. I was in primary school. And, um, and I, had my, I have my cousin. Uh, uh, she's also quite brilliant. Okay. She's like she's like my best friend now. Mm. She's quite brilliant. She's she just finished her masters um, nice. last year with a cum laude in 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 in, um, in Europe. Nice. And she got there. She mentioned she ended up doing engineering as well. Um, mm -hmm. Super brilliant, awesome. And she used to like read newspapers at like grade one, grade two, and all that. And we used to write each other letters about what the stuff that we had read, stuff like that, what's going on, what's happening, and all that. Beautiful letters. I was reading about this. I, I don't think it's, this is what they're doing is right, and all that. We, we started engaging on that level very mm. early on. But it's also because the environment allowed that to happen. Mm. It wasn't forced onto us. Yeah. It was just the, the environment allows that to happen. So there is that aspect of you have you are genetically inclined towards something, mm -hmm. and then you have another aspect where the environment allows you to move in a, in a certain direction, which is which is which is the society, but it's mm -hmm. also parenting, mm -hmm. which is why I'm a big proponent of, um, you know, wherever we we lead us in society, they have the responsibility of uh, creating the environment that allows or what they think at that time or be the greatest contributor to the future of mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. So they have to sit down and think, what do we think is important for the future? Once they do that, they have to, and this, this is not politicians. Mm -hmm. This is ordinary parents who are leaders. This is religious leaders. Mm -hmm. This is academic, academic leaders. They have to sit down and think, what is the future? What do we want the future to look like? Mm -hmm. How do we create an environment that enables the future to look like that? Mm 
Mm -hmm. And that is what great countries do. That is what successful parents, um, um, uh, um, parents do. They look into the future and they have to sit down and create that environment today. So I hope that sort of answers the question of, you know, what, what actually contributes. No, it actually, it actually does because yeah. uh, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a thing of family businesses. Yeah. And there's things which are inclined within a family. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, we don't have that um, tracking. It's one of my biggest ideas that at least let's write down what is happening within each and every family member. Uh, just writing down, okay, my dad used to play a guitar. When my great-great-grandson finds that, ah, this, my great-great-grandfather was playing a guitar and I'm finding myself loving a guitar. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that it gives them a easier compass of saying that, hey, man, um, don't try to cook because in, in, in your inverted commas, in your family line, we don't have cook people who cook. Yeah. Definitely can work on the skill, but man, stick to this one because this you are more inclined to. There is um, a, a library of knowledge within your gene yeah. that you can just easily get this thing very fast. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's it, 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 you know it's, it's it's a good argument. However, um, one way to think, or one one other way to think about it is also, um, you know, when you are thinking about let's say communities and societies, mm -hmm. um, it's really becoming very very different now. Yeah, uh, as compared to back in the day when you're living in, you know, your small village and your you know, you're, you know, you know, in your own small circle. Mm -hmm. If if when I was a kid, there was there was Facebook and there was Instagram. I don't know what I could have become. Yeah. I could have probably become, um, you know, the the library of knowledge that I had was my father's library. Mm -hmm. That is the library of knowledge that I had. Mm -hmm. And he was an academic and, um, you know, an English educator. And, it, you know, I was inclined towards that. Mm -hmm. I could communicate English properly because he was there and he was good at that and all that, right? Um, but it's because uh, the successful person that I knew at that time was my father. Mm. So I was limited to that scope. Um, and right now in the future, it's going to look very different. We cannot really box kids anymore to just the family. And when I talk about the environment, it's, it's, it's not just the environment, it's a physical environment. But it's also mainly, even now, more so, uh, online communities that all these kids actually start to grow up in. So if you grow up in a specific online community, uh, you get inclined towards, uh, you know, you know, specific capabilities and all that. And the jobs of the future, or how people are going to, you know, add value to the world in the future, uh, how would we know, right? YouTubers making hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, podcasters, um, you know, all of these, you know, influencers, uh, online influencers, all of these are new careers that we never even thought about back in the day. And really, uh, you know, our kids are going to move in a very different direction than we can, we can ever think of. 
what we can teach them is not what to actually become. What we can teach them are the fundamentals, the fundamental principles of allowing themselves to be open-minded to the world mm -hmm. and to be curious about how the world works and to be uh, uh, super learners. They have to be incredible at learning new skills all the time, reinventing themselves. Mm -hmm. Because that's what's required in the future. Because everything is changing. So for you to be relevant, you have to be able to learn about new aspects of the world almost every day. And I'm very fascinated by how much I don't know about the world and want to see something new. Like this, this past week, I was excited about, um, okay. uh, about NFTs. All right. right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know about NFTs. So. NF NFTs. Yeah. I thought you said EFTs. No, 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 no <laughs> NFT. like NFTs, yeah. Okay, okay. So NFTs are like, uh, they call them non-fungible tangibles. Okay. So this is the idea of, um, you know, uh, back in the day, even now, you have people selling art. Mm. So if you're a painter, you have, you, have, you have an art piece and you sell it. This art piece is... Um, I mean, they are fake, uh, uh, you know, pictures, uh, art drawings of, let's say, Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. But the actual original Mona Lisa is the one that's very expensive because mm -hmm. it's, it's probably one of that mm -hmm. in the whole world. There's one Mona Lisa that's mm -hmm. out there. So um, a, that's what makes it expensive because it's only one, it is... Is an identity which is, is only one Mona Lisa in the world. Yeah. Or one piece of, um, um, you know, something that Picasso did. It's like, it's, it's expensive because he did it mm. and it's also very scarce. So it's not just a lot of, you didn't make any copies of it. Yeah. And with the, with the internet, it became very difficult for you to have... Um, um, exclusive. Exclusive, right? Because if you do a song, this is your song, it's an original song, but you can make multiple copies of that song yeah. and, put them, and put it on the internet. Mm -hmm. So the value of that, because you can make too many copies of it, goes lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. And with non-fungible tangibles, they basically use block, blockchain technology okay. to attach a stamp and a signature to a specific Creator. Art creation. Okay. So if you do uh, a digital painting, you, you can attach um, um, a, a signature, which is like a, a blockchain, they call them keys, mm -hmm. a key to it. So that you only have, let's say, you can, only, you can say, I only have five of these. And people can check, can verify if this is uh, a, a true piece or this is a copy. So are they now overlooking <laughs> screenshots? <laughs> so, so, so if you take a screenshot okay. and, and you say, oh, I own this, mm -hmm. right? People can verify that, oh, no, that's not the original one. Okay. And they can see who has the original one. Does, does that now brings in the technology of 4K or whatever technology, like it does the picture is it a digital picture? A digital picture, yeah. yeah. So does that mean, does that mean the pixels are like 
very high. No, no, I mean, it, 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 can still have the, it can still have the same pixels, right? Mm -hmm. But um, you should be able to digitally verify that this is the real one. So it's not about the value of the thing. Mm -hmm. It's the idea that I'm the one who owns it. So, for, ex so for example, if you, if you think about, let's say, a, 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 Picasso, a, Picasso, a Picasso painting, right? Painting, yes, yeah. It's not like that's difficult to, create, to, to, to be painted by another, another painter. So another painter can look at that Picasso thing and create a copy of that. Mm. Right, they they can easily do it if they're good, but but they can easily do it. So they can create that whole Picasso. But the idea that you have this, the original Picasso, that's what makes that Picasso uh, expensive, or the original Mona Lisa. That's what that makes that you can make many copies of it. I think I would liken it to softwares in the in our pieces. Yeah. What you're saying, like you can have like an, an Adobe Photoshop where when you purchase it, you purchase it with a key pad, that yeah. key that yeah. you have to type in. And they tell you you can only use it to five pieces. Yeah. The moment you try yeah. to put it on the other one, you start having problems. Yeah. I think probably yeah. they use a similar. Yeah, so this is sort of a you know, blockchain thing, but uh, it's the idea that you can. You can verify it so you have this whole blockchain network mm -hmm. where um you basically add this piece onto the network and you say there are only five pieces in the network we know there are only five pieces in the network mm -hmm. right so if someone tried to add uh, another an extra piece there then and everyone in the network will be able to see that this is not the original one mm -hmm. so the value of that piece in the network goes uh, I mean, it's it's such a rejected it's such a rejected in the network. Yeah. So it's the same in the art world, but uh, it wasn't possible previously with uh, digital digital creations. Mm. So that's for example now, uh, um, uh, Jack Dorsey, I think it was like two hundred fifty thousand uh, um, dollars. His his original tweet. So. Is orig the original tweet mm -hmm. that he sent out, which was, um, I'm setting up my Twitter, and I'm setting up my Twitter, something like that. Mm. That original tweet, the original one, not the copy, the original one, is worth yeah. $250,000, which is a digital, which is a digital, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, non-tangible mm -hmm. uh, asset. That's it's worth twenty three thousand. So someone can go then buy that tweet, which is worth twenty three thousand, and they can say, "I own uh, a Jack Dorsey's first tweet ever." I think I think we are becoming very smart in making money. You know, um, yeah. I own that, yeah, but yeah. It, it's it, it. It is also. Once you understand that whole aspect that what we call value in terms of the money, in mm. terms of money, it's, pure, it's, it's actually a game, mm. right? It's a game. Okay. It is, it, there is the utility aspect of that you need food to eat, then you're going to buy it. Mm. But after that, most of it is games that okay. actually happens on the market. Mm. So if many people agree that this is special, 
even though it doesn't have any utility, mm. then it becomes special. Yeah. Right? If, yeah, many, if, if many people just think, oh, this is beautiful, mm. right? Then the value goes up, mm-hmm. which is the thing with, let's say, art. Like, who decides that this art piece, this uh, painting, um, uh, you, you know, this paint on a canvas is worth so many millions? Mm-hmm. It's because we, we all agree that this mm-hmm. is special. Mm-hmm. And that is really uh, the mechanics of value, mm-hmm. that we all agree that it's special, so it becomes special. So we can decide that gold is no longer special. Yes, so we can decide that. We can decide. I mean, that's the, uh, that's uh, Yuval Harari. So Yuval, Yuval uh, yes, yeah. yes. So Yuval Harari talks about all of these things, and he mentioned money, money itself as, um, 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 you know, a, a story. It is, it is, it is, it is fiction, but it's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, what is money? It is. I mean, if you. If you go to monkeys, you know, they, monkeys do exchange, right? Do like exchange. I'll give you mm-hmm. an orange, you give me a banana. Sure. If another monkey goes to say, oh, I'm, go- I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a leaf and you give me a banana. The monkey said, no, I cannot eat the leaf. Mm. Right? Give me, you know, something that I can, something that I can use, right? Which is butter trading. So butter trading was, mm-hmm. I give you a hole, you give me uh, yeah. a knife. Mm-hmm. Then we're trading value, yeah. right? And the moment you move on uh, from there to uh, fiat currency, mm-hmm. which is now, okay, cool, this paper is now worth $100. This paper is now worth $100. Mm. I'm going to, going to give you that paper and you're going to give me uh, your T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me the. You're going to give me a T-shirt, mm-hmm. but that's on the promise, right? That's on the promise that we all agree that this pepper is worth that amount. Mm-hmm. So, which means you can take that pepper, mm-hmm. and everyone in the network agrees. So, you can take that pepper and go to someone else in the network, and get whatever you want. So, we basically did the the NFT. Uh, it's now the digital side of the buttering. The, 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 the actual buttering side of things. Mm. So, so, I mean, it's the same thing with money, mm-hmm. right? Come to you, oh, you want to, uh, you want to buy uh, yourself food. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, I have a t-shirt that I'm, you know, you have a t-shirt, but mm-hmm. you want to buy food. Yeah. So, I want a t-shirt, so I'm going to give you money. Right. I'm not going to give you food. You want food, but I'm not going to give you food. I'm going to give you money. Money, yes. But you are going to take my money. You want food, right? So you're going to take my money on the condition that you understand that with that money, I'm going to get some food. Get food yeah. The guy that has food mm-hmm. believes that this, this is something of value. Yeah. So which means money is only money when everyone in the network, network believes yeah. that is valuable. So it is a story, and one of the most powerful stories ever told, fic, fic, you know, uh, fictitious stories ever told in the history of... Uh, um, um, humankind. Humankind. Yeah. We believe in money. We're money believers. Right? We believe in it. 
all of us in the network. Mm -hmm. There's a joke that was told that, you know, um, um, the, uh, the, you know, the guys in the Middle East, mm -hmm. you know, they started bombing, uh, uh, you know, some places uh, in America and they'll bomb everything, they'll ban American okay. flags, mm -hmm. but they'll keep American dollars. But the <laughs> <laughs> right? you always keep the <laughs> yeah, American it dollars. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So as long as they hate everything about America, mm. they disagree about everything about America, yeah. they agree on one thing. American dollar yes. has, has value. Don't bend that paper. Don't bend that paper, <laughs> right? The paper is a little <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are believers. Mm-hmm you know, in that story. Mm. So once we, once we understand that this is not real, mm. but it's a story that we all believe, yeah. then we look, we look at it with, with sort of a different, you know, with different eyes altogether. So, so, so does, that, does that mean that this game, because I mean, in, in a sense, I'm, when you're talking about money, uh, I was just thinking of a, a Bible verse which says yeah. money answers all, all things. Yeah. So it, do, do, you, do you liken it to say that, okay, if, if we have believed so much in this, then where does the actual value, like uh, I think one of the things that you said that's very fundamental into interaction with other people is it's love. Yeah. How do we now marry the the value of money and the value of love? Because now, as much as you have money, you always hear the stories that okay, you can have all the money in the world, but yeah. if you don't have someone who loves you, yeah, you yeah. have nothing. So, so how do you now play around with mm. these two big? Uh, I would say it's big, big stuff because. In a sense, they have a similar a similar way of affecting people. So, how do you now? How do you see them between money and love? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's it, 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 there is um, the sort of the Western the Western and you know the Western philosophy, mm -hmm. which is infiltrated most of the world, and the Western philosophy is um, is, is really founded on um, the American dream. Okay. And the American dream is um, is uh, is a capitalistic dream, okay. which is uh, which is capitalism, right? Which is uh, every man, every woman has a right to own property, okay. Which is some some portion personally mm -hmm. on property, mm -hmm. which is personally part some portion of the market. Mm -hmm. So you can own a piece of that market. So if our market is worth one trillion, you have a right to own a portion of that one trillion dollar market. Mm -hmm. And um, you get people now on the race where who is going to get the biggest piece. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Of this one market. Mm -hmm. And people live their lives chasing to get a bigger piece. Mm -hmm. So this person, now, I have a bigger piece. Now I have now a bigger piece. This person is bigger. This is not the richest person. So it's not, so, you know, people are, are on this race mm. to own the bigger piece okay. of the market. That's, that's really capitalism. And there are beautiful things about that because it creates, you know, as long as the rules are fair, mm. it creates good competition, uh, good competition in that market. 
that uh, allows innovation, that allows people to create more and more things, mm-hmm. um, um, more and more sophisticated things and push you know, the limits of innovation and all that because the market will reward those who, if the rules are fair, mm-hmm. the market will reward those who actually produce real value in the market. Yeah. Right. That's, that's capitalism. But that's not, uh, that's not what the whole world looks like. Mm. Right. There are parts of the world which, which do, do not value um, capitalism. A capitalism. They, you know, you get socialist societies. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. That they tell people they appreciate you know, socialism. You know, more. exactly. You, mm. you know, some people value um, the idea that, you know, the uh, nation states should basically own property and make sure that they take care of the people. So the government owns the property, and the property, is, it, this communism, mm. it is it's almost a failed system. But it is a system. There are people who believe in that system. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are people who are just like, okay, we just gonna share all our resources, right? It's more, you know, a com, like a Confucian uh, by Confucius, so it's like a Confucian philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, we are going to share everything we have in the whole society and all of us, we can, we can share. If you make that, share with me. If you find that, share with me. If you do that, share with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different philosophy, right? So um, there is different philosophies in different um, um, uh, uh, parts of the world. They value different things. So there are parts of the world where they value, let's say, uh, intellectual capability more than other places. Okay. Other places might lesser value beauty. Uh, other places might lesser value freedom. Um, you know, other places might lesser value family. Mm-hmm. And all these are very different philosophies in terms of what exactly do you put more value, more value on. Mm. So, um, uh, there is the path I would talk about subjectively what you know what I think what I think is important right what I think is important is um, this sort of intellectual this sort of intellectual journey okay. that once once you understand that the whole this whole system that we live in um, is a giant information processing system is a giant information processing system, a system yeah uh, with with uh, with agents with agents and there's the human beings, the animals and all that, and all these agents are information processing systems within a giant information processing systems. And they're still interacting with, with, with each other. And then fundamentally, if you go down in their bodies, it's an information processing system, which is a nervous system that interacts with, with uh, um, uh, in that network, on mm-hmm. that level. Yeah. Right. But ultimately, it's a giant information processing systems. And they're sort of organisms on every, on every level, mm. whether you go on it on, 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 a, um, on a, um, you know, fundamentally on like a gene level mm-hmm. on, and you go on uh, the whole complete human being mm-hmm. and you go on the interactions between human beings or you go through groups of human beings interacting with other groups of uh, uh, beings, mm-hmm. uh, the ones that survive longer and the ones that... Uh, because it's, it's, you know, it's sort of a Darwinian mechanism where survival mm-hmm. of the fittest, right? Okay. The ones that survive longer are the, are the ones that um, ask better questions, always pushing the boundaries. Mm. 
right? Yeah. Those, those are the ones that survive longer. Mm -hmm. They start asking better questions. Right? They start yeah. asking better questions. And these better questions are more or less aligned in one aspect, which is sort of the physical, the physical theory, which is uh, how, we, how we live, in, in how we interact with the physical world. Okay. And then uh, sort of the, the information, uh, 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 sort of the information theory, which is how uh, we basically communicate with, with each other. Um, um, and this goes into culture and all these things, that communication, which goes into things like freedom mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. which is going to, you know, which is like a big thing now in the world. Yeah. Like, are we equal? Are we not equal? You know, are men and women equal? Or, yeah. Um, it's a big you know, conversation. Yeah. You know, can you be, uh, you know, any, uh, you know, can you be any sex that you want? Are you L, B, G, T, Q, R, Z? Mm -hmm. Are you that? But it's a question of this. All of these are questions about, um, you know, it's an information theory. Mm -hmm. How do we interact? How do we transfer information? What is our understanding of the world? Mm -hmm. And we have to keep on asking better questions. Mm -hmm. We have to keep on asking. If we have to survive with a species, we have to keep on asking all those, all those better questions. Yeah. And at every stage, once we ask this question, our value system evolves. Okay. Whenever we ask another question and we sort of get an answer, our, our value system evolves. Things that we value at every stage in our evolution changes as, as individuals and as a society. When you were a kid, the most important thing to you was, my dad has to bring a sweet. Right? Oh, when, when he comes back from work, she'll give me a sweet. Yeah. That's so important to you. Or you're playing soccer with other kids and your ball is like your world you mm -hmm. know my ball this is mine i i am the one that made it mm -hmm. that's important to you that's valuable to you at that level yeah when you move on to the next level different things become important to some level other things become more important than other things yeah and that's the evolution but we have to keep on asking all those better questions the people that the individuals or as a species or organizations that ask better questions than others, then uh, um, they somehow survive. Mm -hmm. They somehow survive longer than really the other ones. In a way, they also become capitalist. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, the, the, it, it's not, I mean, we, we, we cannot say they fundamentally become capitalist. With, 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 with capitalism, it's, it's a system that we have mm -hmm. that seem to somehow have worked better in the, in the past, you know, uh, 100 years or so. Mm -hmm. All right. But we're still a young species. We don't know if this is the way to. The best way to go. If yeah. this is the way to do, is the best way to do things. We know right now uh, it has been a successful uh, way, but not very successful mm -hmm. because now you have, you know, the rich, you know, some people Becoming are very rich, rich yeah. and some, some people are, you know, getting very poor. Mm -hmm. And we somehow people think people have this idea that, you know, it's just going to trickle, trickle down economics. It's just going to come from there. Uh, you know, if, um, you know, the person at the top is like a lot of water and they pour that water. Mm -hmm. You know, the more water this person has, the you know the person at the bottom then will get will get <laughs> you drops. Know, you, you know, bit you know, like better droplets or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. 
So give the person at the top more, mm -hmm. you know, um, more water. And he's going to pour it and it's trickled down. It's trickled down economics. Mm. Uh, if this guy had 20 liters of water at the top, uh, then this guy will probably have one drop. Mm. If this guy has 40 liters now, this guy will get two or one and a half drops. Yeah. So it's a system that we've created. But mm -hmm. do, is it a perfect system? It's not, mm -hmm. right? We all know, we can all agree that it's not. Um, you know, it's the best system that we have at the moment, of mm -hmm. course. Okay, I think maybe just to, maybe we can conclude on this one. Yeah. It's quite, yeah. um, I, I think I might have just realized that um, I I like in philosophical questions. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, maybe we can just uh, stop it on this and we will meet in some other time. Yeah. We can just maybe continue from there onwards. Yeah, yeah. Is how, I know it's a very difficult question, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. I know you can just make some few justice on this one. Yeah. Then how, uh, looking at what you just told me now, how do we now introduce love to make a better system that whether to improve the system that we are having now or to radically change the system that we already have now. So it's either we improve yeah. through love. That's if you agree with me that probably love is the only way to improve it. So um, how do we, the question is, how do we improve the system that we have now? Yeah. Or how do we radically change it through love? Yeah. It's a before I even continue, I think love is, I think love is the answer, right? Okay. <laughs> I also think love is the answer, yeah. You know, I think love is the answer. And yeah. it, 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 it really depends how, also how, how, you know, how you sort of define, uh, how you sort of define love. Mm -hmm. But love is the answer. Uh, um, and it's not just the love of people, but it's also, uh, you know, love itself is very, it's, it's a very, um, uh, you know, out there, out there idea, right? Unless, unless you express, you express love, uh, it cannot be love, right? You, you yeah. will know it. It's, 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 it, you know, when you express it, that's when, because, oh, this person loves this person because there's an expression of it. Mm -hmm. Right, whether verbally, whether by doing something nice, whether so it, it's really also the love of not just the love of people, but also the love, the passion, the passion that comes with, with as passion is an expression of love. Mm -hmm. So, the passion in what people do, um, you know, the passion in your work, the passion in, um, in expressing your talent, the passion in making sure that you know the. Uh, uh, you know, the world becomes a better place. So that's that's one aspect of love, which mm -hmm. is the passion in uh, in anything that you do. That's your love for that thing, right? And then there is another there is another aspect which is um, working towards the good of all people, mm -hmm. working towards the good of all people, the good of the civilization, which is big picture thinking, right? How can we add better value to the world? How can we ensure that everybody is doing better than they were doing yesterday? As sort of a fundamental driver of everything that we do. Am I adding, am I causing, you know, um, uh, um, uh, you know, damage? 
in terms of big picture thinking or am mm-hmm. i am i doing something really really good and uh, that is very tricky right because um for example you think about war and the question that is always asked is you know is there always going to be war okay and you think is war good or bad let's right. do it for the love of our country let's do that for the love of our country yeah. right so i'm going yeah. to kill you for the love of my family mm. right so how you sort of reconcile how you sort of reconcile that becomes very very difficult mm. but it becomes society by society and individual by individual and big picture big picture thinking for me has to get to am are my actions contributing to the betterment of a civilization ultimately mm. after everything is done what are the consequences of my actions and what are the consequences of those consequences and what are the consequences of those consequences and people that have sort of love that um you know expands over um, uh generations mm. they can ask to the nth uh, uh iteration of consequences and the result of consequences so I, if i do something right now what is the result if i do another thing what what is the result mm-hmm. when that result interacts with something else what is the result so what is sort of the long term consequences of my actions and that's important however that's very difficult in a world that is filled with immediate grat- gratification that what people care about is what i feel right now mm-hmm. you know i have a good feeling right now i want to live in this moment forever I feel good right now. And some of the times things that have you know long um right impact in the world some of the times in that moment they don't feel great. But they have really incredible results long term. Which comes to love in terms of sacrifice. Right? That you 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 have to think long term. Okay personal sacrifice and doing all these things you know working hard and doing you know doing all some of the times even standing up to someone that you love and not being kind like you're telling them no what you're saying doesn't actually make sense you know but because you love them it's tough love okay right but ultimately i think it's an understanding of what's good for the whole system yeah what's good for the whole system mm-hmm. and that's very difficult to do and it's very hard to measure because it's hard to each and every one has their own radar of what they consider to be love yeah because it's, someone who is wrong would think when you tell them this is wrong they might not receive it as love but as uh, being harsh or maybe somehow yeah so so, so 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 how you do that is is you know it it also has to be somehow very game uh, you know game theoretic where the people who, cre- who who create a system right uh, for example right now we have a completely new world which is the twitter mm-hmm. twitter is a world on its own yeah people live on twitter and it's a world on its own yeah it it it, it impacts elections it impacts policy it impacts all those things it's it's actually a world is taking a world of its own people are living on that platform mm-hmm. right 
And some of the times when people say crazy things on the ETS, other people, some people even commit suicide and all these things. Some people go march and destroy the Capitol Hill and stuff like that because mm-hmm. someone said said something on, on Twitter, Twitter yeah. that is filled with hurt and division. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't contribute to the betterment of the whole society. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes, the way I'm expressing myself right now, is it good for the whole? Or is it causing harm? But that's big picture. Fundamentally, you know, kindness, forgiveness. Being generous in small things. These things go a long way. Right? Yeah. And we value them across all, all societies. Yeah. Whether in Russia or in China, kindness goes a long way. Forgiveness goes a long way. You know, the, these fundamental principles of how societies work, they definitely go a long way. Though we're living in a society that's becoming more complex, the fundamentals being kind today, they go a long way. It, I, th- I think when you say when you say kindness, uh, goodness, or faithfulness, right? Yeah. Um, I would say these are ideas that seem very simple when you think of them. Yeah. Because it's a uh, it's something which everyone would want to be a beneficiary of kindness. Yeah. But what is is it that is making it so difficult for humankind to to kind of do it for another person. And I think maybe you might have answered it by yeah, saying that yeah. it's self-gratification. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is also, it's also self-gratification, but as, you know, as sort of one, uh, one, one side of it. But it's also how, you know, the mechanics of the system, right? Uh, you know, on, on a systematic level, what, you know, what, how does kindness actually add sort of value uh, and I'll give a very simple example mm-hmm. let's say in the workplace my boss is not nice I and mean, he's the most evil person that I've ever seen in my whole life the same thing with your teacher when I was like in grade 6 I remember thinking you know my teacher should commit suicide <laughs> this guy <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know it's because of your understanding of the world at that level, at the time. Right? Yeah, at the yeah. time. So people get hurt, uh, it, you know, in a way, because of let's say different t- kinds of leadership. Mm. So you think about Steve Jobs and Elon Musk, different leaders. Yeah, not the nicest people in the world, as far as I've heard, <laughs> but they have a vision that everyone believes in. Yeah. The vision that everyone wants to work for, even though they are not nice. Nice people, yeah. So p- people cannot confuse being nice and being loving. Okay. You cannot confuse those two. Okay. That you, some of the times you, the vision is too big. Mm. To be nice. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Are there better ways? To leadership definitely I mean I wouldn't know you look at the results right you look mm. at the results yeah. so depending on the goal depending on the goal so what is your goal 
all the actions that can help that goal be successful. Mm. Because we're goal-oriented organisms, right? Yeah. We are, we are organisms that are, f- are, are reaching towards specific goals. True. And if love, in, in a specific definition, becomes the love of the goal, and we achieve that goal, then we are that successful, measuring it by the success of the goal. Okay. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can box it to say, oh, this person should smile at me, uh, and if they don't smile at me, then, oh, you know, this person is, you know, is, is, is not the best person in the world and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this person is not laughing because they shouted at me, in a way. Different characteristics, but what is the goal? Does that help you achieve the goal? Mm-hmm. Because we're goal-oriented organisms. Okay. Right. But is it good to be kind and be nice and all that? All those are beautiful things, right? Yeah. I mean, no one would argue that they're good things. Mm. But there's sometimes when they are not good tools to, to achieve specific goals. goals yeah. Because human interactions are very complex. Mm. I, I, I think maybe we might conclude on this one. Uh, <laughs> I think you commented, you passed on a comment to say that we are very, we are a very young organism. Yeah. We're a very young society. Society, right? Yeah. And I would, I would say, um, would you say that we un- we have not evolved long enough to understand love? Though it is an answer, but we have not come to a point where we really understand it. And it would take us, I don't know how many years. Yeah. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. And I think thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Yeah just to at least understand what love is and it affecting each and everything that we do. Mm. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, a love itself. It's, it's, you know, I think it's a good start. Okay. Right. Um, we might decide in the future that we, we, we don't want to call this thing love, right? Maybe we want to call it something else mm. because love is just a, a definite sort of, sort of a term that we use to uh, describe um, a positive a, a, something that would cause a positive a subjective experience, mm-hmm. right? Instead of a negative a subjective experience, some an action that will cause a positive uh, subjective experience to you, mm. right? Um, so that's what you would call, you know, you know, love in a and way. And I think it's, right. it's it's quite it's quite big because there there are things like tough love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, 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 so basically, get things like okay, uh, you know, you know, tough love and all these things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, people want, uh, you know, some people don't appreciate people that are nice to them. Some people appreciate people that are like, you know, forceful to them. Mm-hmm. They they appreciate that. Mm. Right, and and we might say, oh, you know, these people are crazy, but that's what they appreciate. And, and it's quite um, perspective. It works with perspective yeah, as well. Perspective. Yeah, perspective. It, it works where you are, mm. where, you, where you're looking it from. Mm. So, it's 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 very different where you take it, where you actually take it from. Mm. But we, um, what we are looking for is not really the understanding of love as a, as a society. Okay. Uh, it, it, you know. You know, on its own, it's not a goal. It, it, it cannot be a goal because 
is difficult to measure, right? Mm. Uh, what we are looking at as as societies, we don't understand what this whole thing is. You know, the big question, why are we here? We, we don't understand this whole matrix. And we are trying to figure this out mm. every day. Okay. We're, we're, trying, we're trying to figure this out. I think we just introduced another layer. <laughs> right? <laughs> thing, yeah. right? Or, 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 you know, all of us are trying to figure this whole thing out. Sure. And for us to be able to ask better questions and understand what this whole thing is, we need to cooperate on a different level. How can we create a system in a way that allows us to cooperate on the highest level with minimal friction? Mm. With minimal friction. But also, if friction is, you know, a contributor to us becoming better, how do we make sure that we have that friction? Mm. It's, it's, sort of, it's sort of all this, but how can we understand this whole thing, right? And things like kindness, things like lesser forgiveness, um, all of these things allow this machine to work better. Mm -hmm. And we sort of agree, right? It allows this machine to work, mm -hmm. right? And we are looking for all these tools that we can have. And one of them might be forgiveness. One of them might be uh, tough love. One of them mm. might be, uh, um, uh, 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 you know, a reward system that works better. Mm -hmm. um, but we're looking for all the, these, these are just tools that we use. And we always have to look, as a society in terms of our interactions, always have to look for better tools that allows us to, to engage on a level that contributes better to us understanding or getting to understanding of what this means. What this means on a personal level, what this means on global scale. You know, on a global scale, and mm. what that this means on, on a universal scale. I, I think I think you you just put it on the it's a nice way of concluding it <laughs> because uh obviously you can't really figure it out because that the, the conversation of why are we here, it brings a whole different <laughs> conversation as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, um, you know, I think we are, I think we are here to, to uh, you know, to figure out why we are here. Mm. Oh, so you're saying that we are here to figure out why we are why here? We're here, yeah. Interesting, interesting. So we're here to, 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 to really figure out why we're here and, and maybe we are, um, you know we you know we are part of um you know a bigger organism okay th that's also trying to figure out where we're here and it's using us mm. uh to figure out why it's there okay to figure itself out mm. Mm. and right now we're building let's say artificial intelligence system mm. uh that maybe can you know do better calculations and 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 maybe help us Mm. figure out why we're here. Mm. Mm. So this, you have this whole entity that created, uh, that sort of made us mm. to figure out why it's there. And now mm. we're creating another another entity to help us figure out why, okay. um, 
while we're here with better processing system and uh, with better speed it can uh, crunch a lot of it can it can crunch a lot of yeah. information yeah. just to maybe get give us a better intuition of why we're here maybe to also create another system to figure to help itself figure out because we don't know why we're doing what we are doing right I think I think it reminds me of one of the questions that we had <laughs> this other time. I was like, uh, "What if this artificial country <laughs> starts asking itself, why am I here?" And and that question, I don't know what is is going to be created by artificial intelligence. Yeah, that it, will, and I mean, it's going to it's going to ask us, hmm. "Why are we here?" And and, and there, if it's an artificial, it's a it's, if it's an AGI, which is um, uh, artificial general intelligence, which can do almost anything, mm-hmm. it's going to be really confused. So, an age in an artificial intelligence system that is created, let's say, to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to 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 arrange posts on on Instagram to make okay. sure that these posts are shown first and all that we can mm-hmm. tell that that piece that you mm-hmm. your job is to basically arrange. This post and it's gonna start thinking. Oh, but you know, I don't like this. I want to do. I want to do. I want to do something else. Mm. You know, I want to find. I want to find myself. And it goes. That it's just finding itself because it has creativity now. Once mm. to find itself, it wants to do something else and all. That's what we are doing. Right. I heard Jorogan saying. Uh, human beings are the sex organs of artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> like we just give birth to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we just, we're just giving birth. Mm. We're giving birth to that. And it's, go, it's also at some point really, you know, it's a long way to go, but mm. it might get to really trying to understand itself and why it's here. Yeah, yeah. And for us, that's a very tricky question to answer. W- would you say that this is a philosophical question as, as well? Um, it's, it's, it's getting out of the realm of philosophy into really a very practical, a very practical reality. Because okay. if, if, if the moment we, we are able to create an artificial general intelligence system mm-hmm. uh, that has consciousness, that can set its own goals, mm. uh, that can be satisfied um, by achieving goals, that can be angry at not achieving goals, um, then it, it's sort of a hard. It's, it's going to start asking us as creators why it's there, and the challenge that we don't know why we're here, and we're creating another entity that's going to ask us why it's there. It's um, I think it's the story of the universe. Wow! Right? It's it's going to try to figure it on its own why it's here, mm-hmm. and that's what we are trying to do right now. I think my mind now just blew. And went into the universe <laughs> and back. <laughs> and you realize, yeah, we are. I think. I think there is. There is. There, these are tough questions, and um, yeah. and and uh, for, for me, I think at this point, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't want to step on other people's toes <laughs> because yeah. it's 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 it it steps on each and every side, whether someone believes or is not a believer. Yeah, it 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 can really throw people off in terms of okay, um, what are you trying to say? Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's it, 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 you know, it's also a, you know the question of you know whether you are a believer or you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 really the question of which story, which story do you, works best for you, right? Okay. 
it's the story we story works for. for for example we all believe let's say in money mm-hmm. everyone believes in that okay it's sort of a story that's a very interesting way to start <laughs> you know it's it's it's, it's yeah. It, it, yeah. It, 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 so money is a story that works for all of us yeah it's a good story mm-hmm. it works right it works it has it's is you know it struggles mm-hmm. in terms of what well, do we have centralized banks or stuff like that but i mean we're trying to bring a solution to oh we, we, we all believe that money is right do we use crypto or do we use that but fundamentally we believe that it's, it's um, it works mm-hmm. the story that we believe yeah right and there are people who believe who identify themselves as uh, people of different countries mm-hmm. i am a south african citizen right mm-hmm. what does south africa mean is our, our own creation oh we thought one day let's draw a boundary here let's draw a line here and draw a line mm-hmm. to build a fence Mm-hmm. say everyone who is on this side mm. of here is now stuff everyone is on the side side there is now that yeah yeah right mm-hmm. it's a story we told ourselves and we believed it mm-hmm. right and i mean you, you if you look at how ridiculous that is you look at israel and palestine mm-hmm. these guys are killing each other every day mm-hmm. because this person is saying this is my this is my city this is my city this is my land this is my land yeah. you are not from here i'm from here and the other person is what what are you talking about you know moses I, I, I uh, this. you know moses and abraham and all these people were in this place mm-hmm. this guy saying what does that matter moses and abraham were here mm-hmm. that's your moses and abraham <laughs> this, this is hundreds th- thousands of years ago mm-hmm. what are you talking about mm-hmm. but it said it's an idea of the story mm-hmm. so the story of israel as it is right now it is a story of a nation mm-hmm. and they've identified themselves with this story of abraham and with this story of moses mm-hmm. they've identified themselves with this story and they've identified themselves as israeli people mm-hmm. they could have changed it along the way they could have thought look we're not going to be called we don't want to be called israelis anymore we want to be called something else they could reinvent themselves to become a different people they could have done that they could have made that decision and collectively they could have agreed to become something different it's it's what is basically what you see with uh nations that are um in that nations are invented you look at america america is it is the united states of america but it is as immigrants from different parts of the world coming there to identify themselves as a group of people mm-hmm. they're not born americans that's you know it's, it's it's you know you're not born certain you're born human and then you identify yourself as a citizen of a specific country but you're born a certain way but for you to act in the world you have to identify yourself as a specific individual that that society and the that's environment so, uh, yeah that society and the environment mm. accepts and what we accept ideas and we can change those ideas yeah So the same thing with the stories that we the stories that we get to the stories that we get to believe and everybody has a choice which story am i going to believe which story works for me mm-hmm. the idea the question of is it a true story or not it's a it's, it's sort of a different argument mm-hmm. now we're arguing on a, on a whole different level is your story true or my story is true I think you can you might as well touch. 
you know? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's quite interesting. That you know, way, yeah. now you have to prove mm. that your story is the best story, mm-hmm. or your story is a better story. Yeah. So, I'm not going to get into let's say religion, right? It's 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 also quite subje- it's it's very subjective, mm. right? It's very subjective. Um, but if you're like, okay, um, you know, Americans are better than than Russians. Mm. And people go to wars. Chinese people, you know, look what they're trying to do. We, the Chinese people, are better than everyone else. We want to be the best country in the world. Yeah. Or our system is better than every other system. So we identify ourselves and put ourselves into all these groups, into all these groups, whether it's religious groups, whether it's uh, nationality groups whether it's, um, uh, it's, it's political it's, you know it's political groups whether it's sex mm-hmm. so someone would say you know this is like you know when people are talking about um, um, oh these, these are liberals so these are uh, mm. y- leftists y- you know, no, these are leftists right or, yeah. or, or right wing or in the center yeah okay what people care about fundamentally is am I going to have food on the table tonight uh, are my kids safe Okay. Um, are my parents okay? Mm-hmm. That's what we. That's what we really care about. Mm-hmm. Do I have a roof under my? Or almost every other story that we end up telling ourselves doesn't matter more than the basic things of life: shelter, food, family, and family. Mm-hmm. That's what's key, right? I, I want to feel good about my existence in the world. Uh, of course, now when you talk about the ideas of which matters the most, right? Like, uh, basically, you would say life. Yeah. Um, but that, um, as that selfish thing, uh, yeah. if I would say that of, okay, I am living. Yeah. And anyone who threatens my life is an enemy and where where is that born from is it born from our biology or is it something which is inherited no, it's, 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 it's basically evolution so so uh, you know the idea of protecting yourself and wanting to live mm. uh protecting yourself this uh, sort of an evolutionary mechanism so um, uh, richard dawkins wrote a book um mm. Uh, it's called uh, gene, gene something, but it's about gene wars. So, mm-hmm. so it's basically like, um, you know, why some genes uh, survived mm-hmm. um, better than other genes. Yeah. Right. So you basically get all these, uh, you basically get all these genes really having their wars for survival. Right. And genes that survived longer. They had specific characteristics which allowed them to survive longer, but it was survival of the fittest. The fitter genes survived, mainly because the system itself cared more about the survival of the collective. Right. So any gene that did not contribute to the survival of the collective was then taken away of the system. It couldn't go to the next level of evolution of that entity. Mm-hmm because it was not contributing to the survival of the, the collective. Of the collective. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, it is some, if you look at the, um, uh, um, your own, let's say your own survival, right? If someone comes in, they want to kill you. You want to, you want to survive. If someone wants to get, to want to kill your son, you would rather die to save your son. Mm -hmm. Why? Why would you want your son to die? It's the thing that, it's this idea that you have passed on your life into, part of your life into your son as an extension of, of who you are. As an extension of the race. As okay. an extension of um, uh, a species. Okay. You want the species to grow. For example, sex is very nice. Mm. Why is sex very nice? It's an evolutionary mechanism that enables reproduction. Mm -hmm. Which is an extension of the an extension of the species of the species, yeah. So that you come in to the network, and then you reproduce something that lives on, mm. and something reproduces something that lives on. That's an extension of the species, which is good for the whole, as it is. So protecting yourself from harm—that's an evolutionary mechanism mm -hmm. that allows you to live on. And that allows the collective to basically live on. That allows the progression of the collective, mm. in a way. Yeah, I think uh, that was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was very nice. And uh, yeah, um, I feel like this conversation is is one which you. Um, I know at this point, like, uh, I've got like thousands of questions that are just <laughs> flying and shooting. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like yeah. this would be just, just be nice one. Just probably we just start from there and then we just continue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was, but, yeah. it was definitely having, uh, having a chat. Yeah. I know we normally have this chat on, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you know, on the call all the time. Yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. definitely good to have uh, a conversation. Like I've said, like, I think, one thing that I'm very fascinated about you is mm. sort of your, uh, you know, sort of the inquisitive nature and curiosity to to basically ask all these, to basically ask all these questions, mm -hmm. um, and it's also tricky because you always don't get the answers that you yeah. you expect, right? Mm -hmm. There are always different different answers, and some of the times I've as a curious thinker playing around with all these ideas, know that I believe all of them or I believe any of them, mm. but the idea of playing around with them in my head, mm. that's very interesting. Mm. It's like I'm a collector. I've become a collector of interesting ideas. Some people collect cars and some people collect, mm. you know, um, bottle tops. Uh, you know, some people collect, you know, clothes. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a collector of ideas. Of ideas, okay. I love that it's never it's never boring in my head. Mm. I don't get bored because I have so many things that I can tinker on mm. um, in my head all the time, and that's fascinating. And I like your curiosity, and I'm looking forward to getting to see you know where you take uh, uh, your podcast mm. and just getting there and you know getting comfortable and asking all the right questions. Yeah, and um, you know making the world. I think. A better, a better place. Yeah, uh, spreading think, a bit of love. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mister Mays. And uh, I think that's uh, one of the greatest comment uh, compliments I would ever get. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Just to to know that uh, this podcast started from a long time ago. 
Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. this is just, uh, I guess this is just uh, an in, bringing people into the conversation that would have for long hours. And yeah. this is basically how it go. And uh, yeah. We always say, okay, Shepard, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> I have a wonderful day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, curiosity. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, love is the answer. Mm. And curiosity is, is very close. Mm. Curiosity is very close mm-hmm. to be the answer as well. Mm-hmm. Very close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, uh, that was Mr. Mays. I call him Mr. Mays, uh, John Mazanga. Wow, what a time! And uh, everyone, thank you very much. Have a wonderful night and uh, cheers. Stay a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>